Welcome to the Open to Hope Show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, as well as the Compassionate Friends. And we are hoping that you will be able to think about your own happiness from listening to the show. We're going to be talking to a person who's had a lot of trauma and trial in her life, and yet is now saying to you that we each need to be responsible for our own happiness. Well, Heidi, want to introduce our guest today. I would be honored to introduce our guest and one of my favorite people, Harriet Hodgson. She has written a wonderful book, which I have endorsed on the back, called Happy Again, Your New and Meaningful Life After Loss. This book is full of practical suggestions on how, once again, to have a meaningful life. And Harriet really not only talks the talk, she walks the walk, Mom, because as you know, she has had numerous losses in her life, including the death of her daughter, and we'll talk to her more about that. She is an inspiration. She's a freelance writer of more than 36 years. She is the author of 33 published books, including eight grief resources. She and her husband raised their twin teenage grandchildren following the death of their parents. We are honored to have her as a writer for our organization, the Open to Hope Foundation. Harriet has appeared on more than 170 talk shows and dozens of television stations, including CNN, and she lives in Rochester, Minnesota. Welcome back to the show, Harriet. Thank you. It's great to have you on, Harriet, and I know people can go back and look at a radio show you were on in the past. They can Google it on our site to hear more about some of the losses in your life. I know you lost uh, your daughter. Now, did she die in an automobile accident? I was trying to remember. She died uh, from the injuries she received in a car crash. And oddly and surprisingly, her former husband died in the fall from the injuries he received in another car crash. Yeah. So our twin grandchildren lost both of their parents. And my husband, John, and I were appointed as the twins' legal guardians. And the twins were 15 when they moved in with us, uh, one boy, one girl, and they lived with us for seven years. And they have gone on to college. And talk a little bit about where they are now. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's amazing. Our grandson went to the University of Minnesota, and he graduated in June from the College of Neuroscience. Wow. Makum Laude, Phi Beta Kappa, and with special honors. So he wanted to oh my leave gosh, university. Harriet. Yeah, and our granddaughter went to a little college in Iowa, Co, C-O-E College. Looks like a movie set. And she just wanted a small experience, and she also graduated uh, summa cum laude, Phi Beta Kappa, with special honors. Our grandson is now working at Mayo Clinic in a laboratory, and he's trying to decide, does he want to be a physician like his grandfather and great-grandfather, or does he want to be a Ph.D. researcher, or does he want to be both? <laughs> it's a big wow, decision. And, and then our granddaughter is an outreach and publicity person for the Salvation Army. Ah, oh, fantastic. You know, I, I love this, Harriet, because it just shows you that here these, these, your grandchildren, the twins, had both parents die, and despite great loss in adversity, they not only survived, but now they are thriving. In your book, you know, you were thrust into parenthood once again as the twins moved in with you guys. And I love some of the things in the book you, you say because they're funny and humorous and interesting. And one of the things that made me laugh in the book is when your grandson comes home, the twins have moved in with you, and your grandson comes, comes home and says, can one of my friends hang with me? 
And you said, I had no idea what hang meant, but I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> and wanting his, one of his friends to come over. And then in another part of the book, you said the twins wouldn't wash their laundry, their sheets that well. They didn't want to do it that much. So you took a big picture of a bed bug from the Internet and made a copy of it and posted it up to show them what a bed bug, bug looks like. And from then on, they began to wash their sheets. <laughs> they did. Well, the, the bed bug scared me. <laughs> it would scare I love those stories. <laughs> oh, they are great. Harriet, tell us, what's your philosophy of life? My philosophy of life is that we are all responsible for ourselves. You cannot predict what's going to happen to you in life, but you can uh, control your responses to what happens. And so I decided, you know, we had multiple losses in 2007. Uh, John and I call it the year of death because our daughter died on a Friday in February. On Sunday, the same weekend, my father-in-law died. Eight weeks after that, my brother and only sibling died. And then in the fall, the twins father died. Wow. And so we would no wow. sooner start to feel better when there would be another death. And I thought, well, I have two choices here. You can throw in the towel, have a pity party, and, you know, and just sit around and wait for someone to rescue you. Or you can say, okay, I'm going to take some steps and I'm going to create a new life. And one day I woke up and I was so surprised because I woke up and I thought, oh, I'm happy. How did I get here? And people began to notice that I was happy. They said I looked happy. I was a different person. And that made me sit down and jot down the steps, the basic steps in my journey. And that became a talk, and the talk became the book. So how long after your daughter died had this been that you woke up and said, I'm a happy person? About four years. It, it took me that long. And um, I think listeners have to realize that my husband was semi-retired. Um, he uh, is a physician, worked at Mayo Clinic many years. And um, so he was still working part-time. I was still writing. Uh, and we suddenly became involved in a teenage life. You know, it was a bit of a jolt. First of all, I had to cook much more food. You know, kids can vacuum up food in record time. And suddenly we were at mm -hmm. gymnastics meets, uh, cheering for our granddaughter, Haley. We were at the marching band, cheering for young John. We were at plays. Uh, we were having overnights. Mm -hmm. Now, how long was that after your daughter died that you actually took over custody of the kids? Our daughter died in February of 2007, and uh, the twins' father died in November. Wow. <clears throat> wow. And it, it was an experience to go to court. Um, we had a lawyer representing us, and the lawyer had known our daughter. And uh, we really weren't asked anything by the judge. It was uh, very quiet. Uh, I began to get worried, uh, but... You know, then he gave us custody of the twins. And then when they turned 18, the custody was rescinded. And we had a similar experience. We went to court. We had the same lawyer. It was quiet. And all of a sudden, the judge picked up a pen, signed some papers, looked up at us and said, thank you for taking such good care 
of your grandchildren. Oh, wow, that really touches my heart. Well, tell me, how did you help the twins deal with the death of their mother? One thing we said is that we wanted them to know that we were not trying to be replacement parents. They had loving, caring parents. And, you know, people would say, oh, well, you know, you're you're the mother now. No, I was the grandmother. I'm still the grandmother. And the same thing with John. He was and continues to be the grandfather. And I think that was an important decision. And we also didn't push too hard. We didn't rush. Sweet. Now, how did you deal with your grief, and how did you and your husband deal with that for your daughter while you had grandchildren with grieving their mother? It sounds like a, a, a pretty complex situation. It was really tough. And a week after our daughter Helen died, I turned to my occupation. I turned to writing. And I sat down at the computer, and I thought, well, I'm just going to pour out my soul in words. And basically, that is what I did. And writing helped me, and I can't uh, emphasize enough how much it helps other people who are grieving. Because in the end, your words reveal who you are. You're not going to fool yourself. (laughs) You may want to fool yourself. But uh, if you keep writing, if you keep a journal or a diary or a computer record of what your life is like, you will begin to see problems that perhaps you missed. But more important, you will begin to see solutions that perhaps you missed. And then you can start working on them and changing your life. Well, uh, let me say, Harriet, that I um, you have got so many books, and I p- hope people will um, go. You're one of our Open to Hope writers, so they can go on and um, find your books there or Google your name, right, or go to Amazon. Are they all on Amazon? They are all on Amazon, and my 34th book is now in production, and it will be out in August, and it's called The Family Caregiver's Guide. Yeah, talk about that, because your husband's had some problems, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, his, uh, more than a year ago, his aorta split, oh. and I got him to the hospital in time, and he had uh, three surgeries. The third one was 13 hours of surgery, four physicians. Wow. And during that wow. time, he suffered a spinal stroke, and so he's paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. So I moved us out of our bigger house, and I built a wheelchair-accessible townhome for us. And, you know, since I was living all this, again, I turned to my profession, and I started writing a book. Right. And Emily Caregiver's Guide. And I was wondering, Harriet, if you also if you also turned to Happy Again and revisited those tools and tips on how to shift energy when you were getting down, did, et cetera, because there's so much in there. I did, and what's interesting to me is I've had people say to me, it's the kind of book you read again, and that mm-hmm. makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I believe I sent you a copy, but I found out that it had a weak cover, which was my fault. <laughs> and so we oh, I have a copy right in front of me. Cover. Yeah, it, well, it has mm-hmm. a flower on the cover. Yes, yes. The new one. Yeah. Well, the new one, I found another photo that I love. It's a woman... Uh, laughing in the rain, holding up her umbrella, and it. Oh, just, I like uh, that area. Yeah, it just epitomizes the contents of the book. So it's the new edition. Um, 
the company was bought by another publisher, so it's a new release, new edition. Well, uh, out now. I love that, Harriet, and that, that photo that you have on your new cover reminds me of the saying, life isn't about waiting for the storm to pass, it's about learning to dance in the rain. And you certainly do that. You certainly do, Harriet. And thank you so much for being on the show. And I want to tell people uh, that on October 2nd in Rochester, Minnesota, 2nd through the 4th, and so get it on your calendars, Harriet is going to be presenting there. And Heidi and I will be keynoting at the Compassionate Friends Regional Conference. So I hope that everyone who is listening will join us there at the regional conference. So, Harriet, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Harriet. Thanks. Well, Heidi, Harriet is amazing, isn't she? And, I, you know, each person is responsible for their own happiness. Oh, my goodness. Um, she doesn't make it sound like a bed of roses getting to where you need to get or having these experiences happen, but making that decision to be happy and, and find meaning again is important, isn't it? Absolutely, Mom. And and once you've made the decision, you can still have setbacks. And so you need to keep revisiting Harriet's book and, and make a conscious, conscious effort to get out of those spaces because, as you know, grief does hit us in waves and it'll knock us down. And if we allow it to, it'll keep us there. So she's a great inspiration of how to move forward with your life and find hope again despite many, many losses. Absolutely. Well, thanks for listening to our show today. And Heidi and I wanted to say, as always, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours till you find your own. And God bless. 